Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Revival Now broadcast. My name is James Brandt, and I'm going to be with you for the next hour, igniting revival in your heart, whether you're listening to this live, whether you're listening to the archive broadcast. How many of you know the, it's the anointing of the Holy Ghost that lights a fire on the inside of us, and that's what I'm believing is going to happen to you on this broadcast today. If you want to chime in, if you want to jump into the conversation, you have a prayer request. You have a situation in your life. You need a, a healing. You need prayer. You need deliverance. You just have some questions. You just want to jump into the discussion. Pick up the phone and give me a call at area code 760-825-0957. Again, that's area code 760 8250957 not very many people have taken me up on this offer to call in live but I'm telling you there is a blessing in it you need prayer you have all of us those who are listening live and those who are going to be listening to the archive broadcast will come into agreement with us for your need now listen to this Detroit, Michigan area, get ready for a move of the Holy Ghost. This Saturday, July 14th at 7 p.m. at the Concord Inn in Rochester Hills, Michigan, I'm going to be coming for a revival meeting, a revival experience is what I call it. Now, what is that talking about? It's talking about you come to that meeting, and I guarantee you, you will leave different from how you came. Why? Because you are going to have an experience in the manifest presence of God. I guarantee you, the moment you step into that conference room in the Concord Inn, or to any revival experience, I guarantee you, you will feel a difference in the atmosphere. Now, many of you know what I'm talking about who have experienced the manifest presence of God. It's, it's, the atmosphere is thick. With the it almost feels like you're stepping in and and you feel like an electricity coming upon you. I'm telling you that is the manifest presence of God, and these meetings are just soaked with the manifest presence of God. Why is that? Because first of all, number one, I believe the Lord has led me to start these meetings around the country, revival experience, revival meetings. 
And how many of you know that there's a blessing when you obey God and you do what he's calling you to do? There is always a blessing in it. So I'm being obedient, and I'm having meetings around the country, revival experiences. And secondly, I show up to those meetings full of faith, ready to go, because I believe this. I am crazy enough. I'm foolish enough in the worldly sense to believe that God is still doing miracles, signs, and wonders today. I, there is nothing impossible with God. So there is an atmosphere of faith. And I guarantee you this, you come in, in, uh, to one of our revival experiences or wherever I'm ministering or preaching, I guarantee you this, you will not fall asleep. <laughs> I guarantee you I will keep you on the edge of your seats because I have a now word for you from the Holy Spirit. So I share the word of God at these revival experiences, and then whatever. You know, I come to these meetings without an order of service. Sometimes we start off with some praise and worship, get into the presence of God that way. Sometimes we just start out, and the gifts of the Spirit start to flow. Words of knowledge, prophecy, uh, healing start to pop around the place. And then I might, you know, then I share the word of God at the end. Sometimes I share the word of God in the beginning. But here's the point. I show up to the place without an order of service, and I say, Holy Ghost, just, just flow. Just move. Just move, and I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you in, in, in what you're doing because I do not want to be a hindrance to the Holy Ghost. I do not want to be a hindrance to God. So – you come into these services, and I promise you, this is my promise to you, is that I am going to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And I'm open to the gifts of the Spirit, and they flow. Believe me, they flow. So Detroit, Michigan area. I'm coming this Saturday, July 14th, 7 p.m. I'll be at the Concord Inn in Rochester Hills, Michigan. It's going to be a Holy Ghost party. Also... Saturday, August 25th, I'm coming back to the Los Angeles, California area. I'm going to be preaching at the Courtyard Marriott in Santa Ana, California, uh, in, near the uh, Orange County John Wayne International Airport. Uh, it's uh, the, the Courtyard Marriott on 8 uh, MacArthur Avenue, I believe it is. MacArthur Boulevard or Avenue, whatever. But for more information about these events and future events, go to my website at jamesbrant.org or the same door to the same website is revivalchristian.org. Also, I want to invite you to sign up, subscribe to my free ministry email list. You can sign up uh, for that on my blog and podcast website at revivalpodcast.org. Are you kind of start are you are you seeing kind of a pattern here? My ministry is about revival. In fact, I've been prophesied over by uh Dr. Rodney Howard Brown and other ministers that everywhere I go that I would light fires of revival wherever I go. And I'm telling you revival is in my heart. But I just don't want to keep it there. I want to release what my Heavenly Father has given me. For those of you who are listening to this broadcast for the first time, I want to invite you to go back and listen to the very first broadcast of Revival Now. I, at this time, I, I forgot what the date was. But if you go to revivalpodcast.org or revivalnowradio.com, go to the very first broadcast, and I give my testimony about the supernatural experience that I, that happened to me back in uh, May back on May third, two thousand and seven, and you will see why that experience lit a fire on the inside of me. And let me just say this again: nothing is impossible with God. So many Christians, I'm telling you, they're walking around speaking words of negativity. They're walking around feeling hopeless. But you know, the book of Proverbs says that hope deferred 
makes the heart sick. Do you know what that's saying? It's saying that there is hope for every situation, but you have a choice in the matter. That says hope deferred makes the heart sick. It means if, if hope is available, you have a choice to receive that hope, or you have a choice to push it away or defer it, not receive it. That's what that verse is saying. So my question to you is what are you doing with that hope? Are you taking hold of that hope? Or are you constantly speaking words of doubt, words of failure? I'm telling you right now. I, I'm going to say this again. Some of you may have not have ever heard this one. But I've never had the devil tempt me to speak a positive confession from the Word of God. I've never had the devil tempt me into speaking words of blessing over an individual or over a situation. Have you? Of course not. Why? Because the enemy knows that there's power in the spoken word. There's power in the words that we speak. Jesus said in, in uh, Mark 11, 22, he said, have faith in God. In the original, that literally says, have the God kind of faith. And then he goes on to say, uh, talk about speak, un, you, if you say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart that you shall have those things which you say. Jesus was giving his people, he was giving us a spiritual law, a spiritual principle. He said, if you believe in your heart... You have no doubt, and you believe it, and you speak it, you're going to have that thing. That thing that you're speaking will come to pass. And friend, I'm telling you right now, Satan knows that truth. Satan and evil spirits, they know that truth better than you and I. So when the enemy comes along and throws fiery darts into, into your mind or thoughts, negative thoughts negative words he he puts he's he attacks you the believer with those thoughts his goal is to get you to meditate on that thought and not just to think on it but to finish the process and allow yourself to speak it because when you speak it you then give access to satan and evil spirits to come in to that situation. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. The, 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 the realm of the spirit is so amazing. But yet, many unbelievers, or many believers, many Christians, are ignorant of the realm of the spirit. What is the way, how, how do you get to know about the realm of the spirit? You get into the Word of God. The Word of God reveals the spiritual laws. The Word of God reveals the boundaries between God's real estate and Satan's real estate. The Word of God shows us how to use the Word, how to use the promises, and how to live our lives on this earth to walk in the blessing of God. Many Christians are stuck with the salvation settles it all thing. Well, if I, if I just receive Jesus, well, you know, I, there's nothing more that I need to do. Everything's just going to come to me automatically. Friend, that is so wrong, and that's why you're getting steamrolled by the enemy in your life. So you need to know these truths, and so... We need to be more acquainted with the spirit realm more than the natural because the natural is simply a picture of what is happening in the spirit realm. So if you can uh, activate the spiritual laws in the realm of the spirit according to the word of God, you will see results. That's why I said on past broadcasts and messages, if you only focus – on the natural realm, you're going to get your butt kicked by the enemy. And you, there's, you're going to constantly fall into discouragement. If you're simply moved by circumstances in your life, I'm talking to Christians now. 
circumstances. Oh, something good happens to you. Uh, you get a raise at work. Oh, now you're happy. Oh, here comes an attack. Now something negative has happened, and oh, now you're down. Oh, now you're happy because this good thing. See, you're like you're chasing a carrot, all right? Because you're constantly just focusing on the natural realm. Well, God says this. Oh, let, allow your spiritual eyes. Allow your spiritual eyes to be open. In other words, God's saying, see beyond the natural realm. That's why um, I believe it was Elijah said, you know, he said, God, open my servant's eyes so he can see into the realm of the spirit. And so God opened his eyes, spiritual eyes, and he's seen all of the, the uh, God's ministering spirits and holy angels surrounded, ready to protect him. But you know what? In the natural, that thing looked impossible to come against the enemy. But when his spiritual eyes were open to see, it brought a confidence. It brought a boldness. And we need – that's why God says we need to trust him with childlike faith. So one of my prayers are – and I'm going to encourage you to pray the same thing. I want you to be praying – God, open my spiritual eyes. Open my spiritual ears. I want to see beyond the natural realm. And one way to sharpen your discernment of the realm of the Spirit, or the way, is getting into the Word of God, getting into prayer, and maintaining your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Remember in past broadcasts, what, I, what have I been talking about? One of the main goals of Satan and evil spirits is trying to keep the power, keep you and I from walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why many of these topics in the body of Christ, the Holy Spirit baptism, praying in tongues, gifts of the Spirit, casting out demons... All of these things are doctrines from the Word of God that are highly disputed in the, word of, in the body of Christ and has brought multitude, a multitude, tons of division in the body of Christ. Just because a topic brings division, listen to me, if it's in the Word of God, you preach it, you teach it. That is your responsibility. The seeker-sensitive movement has said, no, you know what, we're just going to stay away from this topic just for the sake of unity. But we're not called to do that. If it's in the Word of God, you teach it and you preach it. You go out and you make disciples. Listen to this. I don't know how someone – you cannot effectively – Disciple someone, make them a disciple, equip them to obey and follow God on this earth without preaching and teaching the whole word of God. Like I said before, it's like enlisting soldiers into the army of God, the seeker-sensitive movement, enlisting soldiers into the kingdom of God, and then sending them out into the battle without being equipped. That doesn't sound too fun to me. And frankly, that's why we see so many people who gave their lives to Christ fall away. Why is that? Because there was not a proper foundation being built in their lives. Friend, just look around. See, that's why, that's why at a local church... Numbers don't mean anything. Jesus told about 500 people to go into the upper room and wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. Guess how many went? 120 people out of the 500. The rest of them didn't, didn't believe, didn't, didn't count the words of the Lord Jesus Christ himself worthy enough. To obey him. 
Do you know what? We've, we've got all that we need. We've got all that we need right here. Jesus, we followed you long enough. We, we believe you are the Son of God. We, we know that. But you know what? Yeah, we really, don't need to, we really don't need to go and do that. So about 380 people, roughly, said, no, we, we don't need to go and wait. Even though, even though Jesus said, he said, hey, don't, don't go out. Don't even go out and try to minister. He said, he's, at that point, when he was talking to the 500, the, waiting for the gift of the Holy Spirit to receive the Holy Spirit baptism was so crucial. Jesus didn't say, look, now, now go and just tell people about me on the streets right now. No, it was so crucial to Jesus, so important. He said, go to the upper room and wait for the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit to be poured out upon you because Jesus knew the importance of receiving the second experience of the Holy Spirit baptism that's the power to be witnesses for him that's amazing look how many Christians are trying to minister who are trying to do things without the Holy Spirit baptism without receiving that second experience well obviously it was important enough to the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, to say, wait, don't, don't even go out and minister to anyone yet. Don't, don't right now. Go to the upper room right now and just wait because that promise is going to come. And so when the promise came, the promise of the Holy Spirit, it totally shook the nations of the earth without television, without Internet, without all the technology. Friend, I'm telling you right now, all you need is to be hooked up, plugged in to the power plant of the gospel, the Holy Ghost. If you have never received the Holy Spirit baptism, God said that he would give it to those who ask. That's it. Some people say, well, I, I don't want to you know, ask because what if I receive an evil spirit? No, no, no. No, God says, hey. He goes, if you ask for a fish, I'm not going to give you a serpent. I'm not going to give you a stone. He goes, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, that's exactly who I'm going to give to you. So if you have never received the Holy Spirit baptism right now, I just simply want you to say, say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. I believe he died on the cross he rose from the dead, and he ascended into heaven. I believe he is the Son of God, and it's him that I confess as Lord of my life. And Heavenly Father, you said that you would give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. And I'm asking you right now in faith to baptize me, fill me to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. I want to walk in your power. I want to walk in your anointing like never before. I want to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Make me a powerful witness for the Lord Jesus Christ on this earth. Friend, if you asked God to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, you have received And now, you have the capability of praying in tongues. You're going to feel like, like you're feeling a stirring on the inside of you, right in your belly area. You're, you're feeling a stirring, and you'll feel like, you, like words need to come out. Let them come up. That's the Holy Ghost. But you have to open your mouth. You have to do the speaking, and the Bible says the Holy Ghost gives you the utterance. Listen to me. It's all. It's all by faith. Everything in the Christian life is by faith. So many people say, I have to, to see it before I believe it. Well, God says, oh yeah, you need to believe it before you're going to see it. God is awesome, and I'll be back in a moment.
for the Detroit, Michigan Revival Experience this Saturday. And, man, I am pumped to go back to the Los Angeles, Hollywood, California area. Listen to me. I want to throw this shout out right now. So Saturday night, 7 p.m., August 25th, is the uh, Santa Ana Revival Experience. Going to be at the Courtyard Marriott. But then the next day, me and some other people, we are going to stroll into the Hollywood, Beverly Hills, California area, and we're going to do some prayer walking. We're going to do some evangelism downtown Hollywood in Beverly Hills. And I want to throw this shout out. Who wants to go? I would love for some of my partners to team up with me over there on the West Coast. I have such a heart for that Hollywood, Beverly Hills, that area, Los Angeles area. Oh, man, I'm telling you right now. We can take that land for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I was. It's, it's amazing because I think I said this before, but those who haven't heard it, I want to say it again. It's like the 12 spies who were sent into the promised land. Ten of them. Now, remember, all 12 of the spies, they all seen the same thing, right? There was nothing different. They seen the same thing. But ten came back with what the Bible calls an evil report or a negative report, saying the giants are too big. We can't take this land. Oh, yeah, the land is great, but you know what? We can't take this land. But then Joshua and Caleb, two out of the twelve, came back. They saw the exact same things as the other ten. And they said, you know what? That land is awesome, and we can take it. And here's the thing right here. One way to allow Satan to take a city, to take a region, to take an area, is this. To do nothing. To totally turn your back on a region. And the only way, the only reason that Hollywood and other regions around the world are the way they are, and evil has penetrated those areas is because many Christians have turned their back. Not all. You've got some who, who obviously have a heart to, to press in and go in there, but a majority of them have turned their back. I told you before on our last trip to uh, Los Angeles area for the revival experience about uh, a month, month, month and a half ago, we were at Detroit Metro Airport taking a shuttle to the terminal to catch our flight and uh we were talking about how to some other people in the shuttle an older couple we were, we were talking about how we're going out to la to do some ministry and all that and and we were saying how you know we're going to take basically hollywood for jesus and turn it into hollywood <laughs> and this one lady she was a believer but listen to what she said and guys this is the view of many Christians. I said Christians, not unbelievers, many Christians. She said, yeah, well, you know, I know a man who died on a cross over 2,000 years ago, and he still hasn't done anything about it yet or hasn't changed Hollywood yet. And I about came out of my seat. What an ignorant statement. Because here's why. Because Jesus Christ himself is not going to come down from heaven and preach the gospel. He's not going to heal the sick down here. What I mean is come down from heaven and do it himself. He's not going to come down to earth right now and cast demons out of people. He's not going to preach and teach the gospel down here. That is the body of Christ's job. So for her to say that Jesus hasn't done anything about it yet, how stupid, how stupid of a statement is that, people? Jesus is the head. The Word of God says that believers, Christians, are the body of Christ. Okay? We as his body, we are the arms and feet of Jesus. We are the ones who advance the kingdom of God on this earth. So one way to allow Satan and evil spirits... To, to rule, to, to have reign over a region, over a city, over an area, is just to do nothing at all. 
And that's exactly what has been happening for the most part. So I want to challenge every person that's listening to me right now. I want you to join me in prayer for the Hollywood area. Can you imagine how... I mean, everyone, obviously, is important to God. I'm not belittling anyone. But what I'm saying is, you get some of these celebrities, some of these in the entertainment business, who turn their lives over to Jesus. Can you imagine the impact, the impact that it would have on the world? <laughs> one one uh, individual that turned his life over to Jesus Christ that has rocked the entertainment industry is my friend Stephen Baldwin, the actor. What an awesome man of God. A couple years ago, I had the opportunity to go out and, and stay with him for a few days at his home, and we went out and hit New York City, and, and uh, we just had an awesome time in the Lord with him and his family. And they are awesome, and they are real. I'm telling you, they are real. They are on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. And God uses him. God uses his family to reach many in the entertainment industry. So for some reason, and you know, when I got called into the ministry and when I got licensed, became a licensed minister. At a presbytery, they laid hands on me, and, and prophecies were coming forth. And one of the prophecies that came forth is said that God was going to uh, put me, connect me with people of very high influence and, and to change those people's lives. And, friend, I'm telling you right now, I'm starting to see that. That desire is rising up in me. And that's why I'm telling you, looking through the spiritual eyes, I can tell you that we can take Hollywood. We can take that area for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Hollywood is so exalted, you know, by the media and hyped up. And many young kids think that that's the pinnacle. You make it to Hollywood. You make it in the entertainment industry. That's the pinnacle. And, but I'm telling you right now, that is the lie of Satan. The only thing that is going to fulfill you is not money. If that was the thing that fulfilled you, why are millionaires committing suicide? If money was the end of all things, why are millionaires committing suicide, taking their lives, and they're miserable? It's because they're trying to live their life apart from their purpose. And their purpose on this earth is to have fellowship, to be in connection with God, their creator. And the only way that's going to happen is through God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So here's the way. So if we want a region to be overtaken by the enemy, I'm just going to tell you right now, just don't do anything. And Satan and evil spirits would be more than happy to come into that area, overtake it, and run things. That's it. That's, that's what they're going to do. But listen to me. If we, we see, we have authority, we have power over the enemy, and if we rise up as the body of Christ, we go into these areas. I believe the blessing of God would be upon us, and we would see a move of the Holy Ghost like none before. Because the fact is this, and this is what you have to realize, is that God wants those areas changed and rocked with the gospel more than you want those areas rocked with the gospel. So God's his eyes are looking to and fro upon the whole earth, and he's saying this. He's saying, who will go for me? Who will truly be my ambassador? Who can I trust that will have my heartbeat and go into these areas and stretch out your hand with the gospel and pull people out of the pit of hell? Can he count on you? Oh, my. I would love. I, I, I have these things that are just stirring in my heart and uh, you know, I'm praying them out and stuff, but I would love to have a prayer 24-7 prayer center right in the heart of the Hollywood area, in Beverly Hills area, that, that area right there. 
And then from that prayer center, send teams out. Send teams out. Evangelism teams out on the streets at all hours of the night. So they come in. We get we get fired up. We get filled up with the word and prayer and send them out. I would love to do that. And I'm asking right now, if there's someone listening to this broadcast, whether live or the archive version, and you live in the Hollywood, Beverly Hills, Los Angeles area right there, I would love, and you have a heart. What I'm speaking to you right now is pricking your heart. What I'm speaking right now, you're saying, that's something I want to get involved with. If that's you, I want you to contact me. Send me an email at uh, james at jamesbrandt, B-R-A-N-D-T, dot org. I'm looking for connections in those areas. Divine connections. Guys, I know we can do this. We can shake this earth. You know, my prayer is this. God, before I take my last breath on this earth, let me rock this earth. Let me rock this world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and with your power. Use me. Just use me. That is my prayer. I am totally open to what the Holy Spirit has. And, man, I'm telling you, many times before something will come to pass, you need to see it on the inside first. You know, the imagination realm is not a bad thing. It depends what you're using it for. You know what? I want to challenge you this. What I do, and it's a, it's a great, great spiritual exercise, is to take a promise when you're reading the Word of God and you see a promise in there. Picture yourself. Imagine yourself walking in that. Get a picture on the inside. You need to see it on the inside before it's going to come to pass on the outside. I'm telling you, it's, it, it's true. It's a spiritual law. Let me say it again. You need to see it on the inside before you, you can see it on the outside. Many times when I'm ministering uh, healing and praying for the sick, there's been times when the Holy Spirit has had me ask people, say, can like someone who's in a wheelchair can't walk or, or um, someone who has a, sick, a disease like cancer, like the Holy Spirit has prompted me to ask them, say, can you Im- imagine, can you see yourself walking? Can you see yourself cancer-free? Can you see it on the inside? And some people will say, you know, I, I really don't. It, I really don't. Well, they need to build their faith up in the Word in that area. Some people are like, yes, I see it. And those people, I'm telling you, they have walked in victory. There's something in connection with the imagination around picturing it on the inside, seeing it on the inside before it manifests on the outside. Powerful truth. It's a powerful truth. In fact, the imagination realm, that's where, like when I get a word of knowledge, when I'm ministering to someone, when I get maybe a word of knowledge or a vision, it takes place in the imagination realm. I remember um, at, at the Grand Rapids Revival Experience not too long ago, I was looking over the crowd, and there was this young lady. And when I looked at this young lady, it's almost like if I was looking at a TV screen on the inside, in the imagination realm, I was. this came to me. As if I was looking at a TV screen and... You know how, like, um, on Fox News or CNN, how on the bottom there's a little – the word scroll on the bottom of the TV screen? Well, that I, – I, I was – something came across, and I was reading that, and I seen it every time I seen this girl. And finally, I said, the Holy Ghost is trying to tell me something here. And so I stepped out, and I spoke what I seen on the inside. Sure enough, 
It spoke to her. It was the Holy Spirit. There's been times when when I was preaching one time, uh, there was an altar call, and I laid my hands on this guy. And on the inside, I pictured... I pictured a tractor with one of a big tractor with a huge back tire in a hole like a mud hole just spinning spinning its wheels going nowhere. And I was like, "Wow, that's strange." You know, I could have just passed it up and said, "Well, that's just from the bad pizza I ate last night. Why am I ta- why am I thinking or seeing a tractor?" But no. When I laid my hands on him, this was the vision on the inside in the imagination realm that I was seeing. Well, the Holy Spirit was giving me a vision to speak to this man. And I said, you know what? I'm seeing a tractor, a big tire in, a, in a, like a mud hole spinning its wheels. Well, he immediately he started crying. And he started telling me, he said, this happened to me. This happened to me yesterday. My tractor got stuck, and it was uh, the wheel was spinning in a mud hole, and I was going nowhere. And he said the Lord was revealing to him that's what his spiritual life was like. And the Holy Spirit showed me that in the imagination realm. When I say to you, pink elephant, I guarantee you when I said that, you in your imagination realm, you've seen a pink elephant. Well, that's the realm that many times the Holy Spirit uses to give a vision, a word of knowledge, word of wisdom. So I want you to be sensitive. You see, many times the Holy Spirit is trying to show us things, trying to reveal stuff to us, but we just kind of pass it up. Well, I want to challenge you. I want you to be sensitive to those thoughts that come into your imagination realm. Because it might just be the Holy Spirit is trying to reveal something to you. And you have passed it up thinking it's just yourself. Uh, One other common thing is um, many people, the Holy Spirit will, will bring to your imagination realm the picture of a face of a friend from the past. Or an individual, any individual, it doesn't have to be a friend, an individual, it's just that that face keeps popping up on the inside of you, in your imagination realm. You see a picture of this individual, and it just keeps happening. Friend, that is not your own thoughts, especially if that person was the farthest thing from your mind, from your thought life. But this person keeps popping up. That's the Holy Spirit revealing something to you about that individual. And that's what you have to pray out. Maybe, maybe the Holy Ghost is saying, pray for that individual. Maybe the Holy Spirit is saying, contact that individual, minister to that individual. You know, I'll be honest with you, more the times than not, people that where that's happened to, when I've contacted them and spoke to them, they were going, in the toughest, going through the hardest and toughest trials of their life, and many of them were suicidal. And they said, man... <laughs> I am so glad you called and contacted me to talk to me because I have been so down and out, and and I I don't want to be here anymore. Well, I was able to minister to that individual. Oh, man, I'll tell you, the awesomeness, the beauty of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is always looking out for us. He is absolutely amazing. So I want to just tell you, be sensitive to the flow, I'm going to call it the flowing thoughts and, and pictures on the inside of you in your imagination realm. And I'll be back in a moment.
Weekend, I'm live from Clarkston, Michigan. I'm ready to take your phone calls. Anybody have a prayer request? You want to add to the discussion? You have a testimony that you want to share with the world? Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 760-825-0957. That's area code 760-825-0957. Like I was saying before the break... The Holy Spirit is always trying to communicate with us. And the question is not if he's speaking. The question is, are you listening? Are you being sensitive to him? And I'm, I, I just want to tell you this, and I, and I feel such – I feel the Holy Ghost all over this. The days and hour, the day and hour that we are living in as believers – we need to be, to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. We need to hear from him because I'm telling you right now, for some it may cost your life if you're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is trying to, uh, to protect you. He's trying to lead you into the perfect will of God. And one way that he tries to do that, or will do that, is if you have peace on the inside or not. Now, I'm not talking about a worldly peace. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a spiritual peace, where you truly have peace about something on the inside. And so, for instance, someone um, asks you to go somewhere. But on the inside, you just don't have peace about it. Sure, it sounds good in the natural, and it'd be fun to go do this, but you really do not have a peace on the inside. Well, my advice, don't do it, because that is the Holy Spirit revealing to you that there's trouble in that area. This thing you're wanting to do is not fruitful. And honestly, people, probably 90% of the junk that we go through in our lives are from the bad choices that we have made, the consequences of bad choices. And we, by our own free will, have rebelled from God, and we've given legal right or place to the devil in our lives. And God says the way to break that legal right is to confess that sin. If you confess it, God is faithful and just to forgive you of that sin. And that legal right that you've given place to the enemy is now given back to God. Now here's the thing. You need to be real with God. You see, God, first of all, you know, God knows everything about you. God knows everything about me. There's nothing that is hidden before him. The word confess means this, to agree with, or to say the same thing as. All God wants you to do when you mess up. Now, now this is not a license to sin, but the provision is there if you do. He says confess your sin. Confess and forsake. Confess your sin. He simply wants you to agree with him that you know in your heart that you rebelled against him. That's it. He wants you to agree with his word, that you realize that thing that you did was out of bounds from the word of God. That's all it is. Like I said, nothing is hidden from God. Nothing. So he is looking for you to come back to him. But now, here's, here's the human nature. Here's the flesh, flesh nature. Are you ready for this? When Adam and Eve sinned, they rebelled against God. They ate from the tree that they shouldn't have. And they tried to hide from God. They've tried to run away from God. And so... When we mess up in our life, 
the human nature, the fleshly nature says this, I need to hide, I need to run away from God. But God is saying this, and this is, this is the truth that David held on to. David made a lot of mistakes in his life. But he was a man after God's own heart. What does that mean? It means that when he messed up, he ran back to God and not away from God. So the biggest lie of Satan, the biggest lie of the enemy that they want to feed you is that you need to hide from God because God doesn't love you anymore. God doesn't want to bless you anymore. This is the lie of Satan. And it's straight from the pits of hell. But God says this, come back to me. Come back. The provision is here for forgiveness. He says, all I want you to do is come back to me, and I want you to agree. I want you to acknowledge me. I want you to agree that what you did was indeed sin, and you're going to stop justifying your actions. Oh, are you hearing me? That is what God is saying. He's saying, I want transparency with you. God says, even though I can see everything that's in your heart, I want you to be vulnerable to me by running back to me. And he says, when you do that, I will be waiting with open arms. And that sin that you just agreed that you committed, you agree that you broke the law of God. He said, I will take that sin and throw it in the deepest part of the ocean. Doesn't that sound great? So my question to you is, why are you running away from him? You need to turn around and run for him, toward him. We need to be vulnerable to God. Pour your heart out to God. When is the last time that you have poured your heart out to God? There is healing in pouring your heart out to God. Now, I know many people, the Bible also says confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. That's not saying that another person has the authority to uh, forgive your sins. That's not talking about Catholic confession. It's, it's, that's, it's not scriptural there. Jesus paid the price already. You confess your sin. You're forgiven. You confess it to God. But there is something It says confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So you know, there, there is a law there of healing in confessing your faults to someone else. And uh, so, you know, a lot of people have been burned by other people, and they're a little shy on that. So I pray that God would lead you to the right individuals who will be able to minister to you. Detroit, Michigan. I'm going to be at the Concord Inn in Rochester Hills this Saturday. At 7 p.m., it's going to be a Holy Ghost party. I want you to show up. I want you to bring some family, bring some friends. It's going to be a powerful time. Praise and worship the Word of God, the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. I'm believing for miracles, signs, and wonders. You need a healing. You need to get into the atmosphere of the manifest presence of God. Los Angeles, California, Saturday, August 25th. I'm going to be there. At the uh, Courtyard Marriott, Santa Ana, California. For more information, go to James Brandt, that's B-R-A-N-D-T, dot org, or you can go to RevivalChristian.org. Also, I want you to sign up for my free ministry email list, and I send out event uh, schedule updates, uh, prophetic words, teachings, I want you to go to RevivalPodcast.org, sign up for that. Also, you can uh, download all these broadcasts and past uh, sermons that I have done uh, from RevivalPodcast.org or on the iTunes store. You can throw the messages on your iPod. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm giving you the two-week challenge. Listen to one of my messages, one, one a day for two weeks. 
And I guarantee you there will be a stirring in your heart for more of God and to walk in the power and anointing of the Holy Ghost. I guarantee you, if you will listen to one message for two weeks, you will feel equipped to truly get in the battle and make an impact. Friend, I'm telling you right now, we need to rise up. We need to rise up. We need to wise up. And the Holy Spirit is just waiting. He's waiting for his people to rise up, to step out of the boat And he's ready to manifest, loose his power, loose his presence. And he's just saying, hey, is there anyone who wants to see the captives set free? Is there anyone that will stick their arm out to pull captives out of the pit of hell? Again, friends, I'm looking for people who will team up with me to reach the Hollywood, Beverly Hills, the Los Angeles area. If that's you, I want you to contact me. I'm telling you, there is so much work to be done, and the victory is ours. All we have to do is is get up, and we have to do something about it. I'm telling you, God is simply waiting on us. Detroit, Michigan, get ready this Saturday. It's going to be a Holy Ghost party in the name of Jesus. God bless. Go to church this Sunday. Have a great weekend.